We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Game week, Ole Miss and Troy. 3 o'clock Saturday, Vault Hemingway Stadium. Vanderbilt is winning the SEC. We had a week zero slate of games we'll talk about those today we'll look ahead at uh at lines for next week or this week sorry lines for this week week one of the college football season we'll have nils pick on thursday uh nils picks on thursday for that as always the hijinks will ensue people will take it seriously for a few weeks people will get offended and then we'll all be one big happy family after that don't you get excited you get to piss somebody someone's going to get pissed off at something that in in the opening thing i will explain that if this if you take this seriously, this is not the place for you. Well, and yet they will, and they'll get upset. It's like the guy that bitches about the 15 minutes of pasta discussion on Thursday night. Like you said on the thread, tell me that you don't understand our show without telling me that you don't understand our show. I think last week we did somewhere between 15 and 20 hours of content. And so for 15 minutes, we talked about bolognese, mm-hmm. and people get triggered. If that triggers you, man, I don't know how you get through the week. Like, how do you function in a normal day? Like, how do you, like, when they, when the car people send you the bill, do you just lose it each month, even though you know it's coming? How's that work? <laughs> the irony, too, is we actually get more conversation pieces about pasta than we do, um, the linebacker depth chart as we as we discuss it yes. there, there, there's more there's more interaction about whatever the ridiculous food take that someone has look that's part of it too if we all go hey filet is really good yeah thanks <laughs> well i mean that, that's not really worth a lot of podcast topics steak beets ground beef okay yeah cool. it, it's yeah, like, like all right yeah, and, and uh, i'm not bitching i'm because i'm glad no, no, people, no. i'm glad people are listening and yeah, no, no, it's, all good. It, it's, it's the siski and i did a, a thought exercise like the preseason the month of august is really long like it just it goes forever it's the worst podcast month of the year. It is because yeah. everybody thinks football's here, yet football's four weeks away at some point. Yeah. So you're doing these preseason things where you're like talking about stuff. And so me, 
one of my go-tos is the football gods come down and give you a fact. And okay? then base off of the fact, yes. There are no football gods. It's made up, right? And so the one was, okay, so the football gods come down and tell you Alabama can't win the West. That's the one fact. Now, thought exercise it. Because the, the reality is, if you go, who do you think is going to win the West? I think Alabama's going to kick everybody's ass. You, Tyler? Yeah, me too. Okay, done. Weather at 10. That's more boring than, okay, let's talk through this. And that turns into. It's also a better setup, and it's more fun than what you're actually saying is, hey, who's going to finish second? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's actually what we're discussing is, right. who can finish second in the SEC And so West? that turns into you're hyping LSU, and you hype everybody but Ole Miss. And I'm like, I've said Ole Miss is 8-4. and four. How's that negative? I've even talked about, wrote yesterday in, in print that there was, I, I did a best case where I got them to 10 and 2. I don't, I don't know how that's negative. And I'm hype. It just, people blow me away. That is a good point. Don't say the football gods are fake. I mean, next thing we're going to start talking about tooth fairies and Easter bunnies and God knows what else. I, I mean, didn't mention any of that. I'm just saying. Careful. Just, okay, fair enough. Just because you might not have seen the football gods do not mean the football gods do not exist. Well, that's true. I'll tell you who else hadn't seen damn football gods is Scott Frost. Hadn't seen him in a long damn time. Although I've got, I've got a hot take on that too for later, so just prepare. Because we in the media are doing this thing where one play determined that game, and it's like, nope, nope. I know what I watched. Nope. I will tell you, I've got I, I've got a couple buddies that are in on the bit, so I'm getting a lot of Nebraska stuff. There is, I, I have no real reason for it. I know nothing about Nebraska, whatever. They're fine, just like any other team. Yeah, I am enjoying the hell out of this. There is something that is a little anti Scott Frost to me that I am. I mean, I I I, I like Pat Fitzgerald. I like the way he runs sure, his program. Sure. There's some of those things. Sure. I was giddy as Northwestern won that football game on Saturday. There was something about that that was like, you know what? No, there is a God because the the team that I needed to win that game for my own enjoyment today won that football game. I mean, the onside kick call was stupid. It was remarkable. You're the better team. Play football. Just play football. But I wonder if he saw what I saw, which was, I know who's winning the line of scrimmage, and it's not the team in red. You're up 11 and got a steal of possession? No, no, don't, don't. I'm not defending. No, it. I know, I know. But my point is, onside kick or no onside kick, the onside kick does not explain why you got beat between the tackles five sixths of the game. And when you get beat at the line of scrimmage, routinely, it's going to be a typically a difficult day. And it wasn't just they lost to Northwestern; it was a sign that they were going to get their ass kicked this season. Yes, they're not good. No, but. I mean, we're in week one, and they, there was a media member in Ireland who zero. asked him if he was ready to ready to ready to step down should it continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Week one, week zero. Well, good point. We didn't, we're not even. This is week one. It's true. That's why I chose not to do anything last week because I was going to get confused on counts. Anyway, the Oxford Exxon's been uh, been sponsoring this show for. 11 years. We probably should talk about them briefly. You think so? We should. Uh, yeah, lunch specials. Uh, we got those out in a second. Highway 6, you're coming to town this weekend. A lot of people will be in town this weekend for uh, for the game and all those things. So stop in, flip your tank, download the Exxon Mobile app when you're uh, when you're doing that because um, get some gas price discounts for you when you do that again. 1,000 bonus points, $10 off at the pump you're filling up at the time if you simply just uh, – 
Fill up your tank, download the ExxonMobil app, take a picture of the QR code, and do that as well. Today, this has been the case for a while, but it's one of the best ones. Lunch special, chicken spaghetti today is your uh, your special. That's pasta. We get back into the conversation if we're not careful. It's got bread and any size fountain it's, drink. It's spaghetti. It's spaghetti. It's, spaghetti. it's not linguine. It's spaghetti. Yes, yeah, chicken papadale. spaghetti. It's, it's going to be normal spaghetti, spaghetti. noodles like okay. you would traditionally expect. So chicken spaghetti, Oxford Exxon, any size fountain drink. You can get the 44-ounce. You can get the 12-ounce. It's up to you how much ever soda you would like at that point, unsweet tea, and the uh, and the like there with the Oxford Exxon. And, and as the week goes on, we'll tell you about some tailgating specials for the barbecue they got coming on if you need kind of a last-minute thing there for the uh, – the catering in the Grove this weekend. So the Oxford Exxon, again, can be from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Uh, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy, they want to be your truck guy, and they'll prove to you what that means when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guests, including uh, the voice of the Troy Trojans, Barry McKnight, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer coming in for the weekend. If you get there early enough before the uh, the college scene kicks in and it turns into uh pretty wild party you can get watch some of the game grab something to eat grab a beer if you're waiting in line to go uh, dinner someplace else grab a cocktail whatever the case may be just make rafters a part of your weekend rafters on the square in oxford and also rafters in new albany we'll get into some games we'll get into some lines here as the uh, as the show moves on but Ole miss uh, has their week their normal game week schedule that'll be lane kiffin today just before noon, I think eleven forty-five, sometime around there, is the uh, is the start time. That's typically on Watch ESPN and ESPN Plus. I assume that is still the case, but I guess I need to check that since they are in another part of the building. I don't know what some connectivity issues may or may not be there, so I'll let you know if we uh, know that. But either way, we'll have coverage of the press conference and more coming up today. Neil and I discussed this a bit yesterday. Had a little powwow last night. Wouldn't be stunned, but you would be surprised should a starting quarterback be announced today. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember exactly what we said last night because after a while, the started running together a little bit. Yeah, and there were a couple beers, and um, yeah, I'd be surprised. I expect an or on the depth chart. I do too. They're releasing a depth chart. We'll bring the depth chart to you, um, but I expect an or on the depth chart. If they name a starter, I anticipate that it would be Jackson Dart. I don't anticipate them naming a starter and won't be surprised if they don't name a starter all week. He could do it on Wednesday. Here's what. So here's the media schedule this week, and this is why I'm saying it. We get Lane and selected players today. We get players after practice Tuesday, and that's it. Then Lane Kiffin does the – uh, SEC coaches teleconference on Wednesday, and if he hasn't named a starter, he's going to get eight to ten minutes of questions about quarterbacks on his uh, his media appearance. And I doubt if Lane cares. That's not going to force him into doing it. But after that, there is no media. I guess he does his show with Kellum, but that's going to be whatever Lane would like to talk about. David's not going to uh, hit hit Lane with any uh, off speed stuff. At, at that, he's going to throw straight fastballs yeah. and and BP. BP fastballs at that, yes. Where would you like it? 
Here he yeah. is. Uh, and that's it. So, I mean, he can kind of, I guess he'll meet with Taylor Zarzer and their crew at some point Thursday or Friday. And But I don't know that he's going to name a starting quarterback, and I don't know that he feels like he has to name a starting quarterback. And given who they open their schedule with these first few weeks, see, we've talked about this since the summer. If he wants to take this competition into September, he can. It's his program. He can do what he wants. He certainly built up the capital to do what he liked to do, and if he hasn't made a decision at quarterback or if he's not 100% comfortable in that decision, maybe you wait because the reality is if you don't – if you name Jackson Dart the quarterback, mm-hmm. if you're – we've talked about this, not to go negative, but if you're Luke Altmeyer, you have to start thinking about your future. Unless you're like, hey, I'm – I'm going to play here no matter what. This is where I'm going to be. I love it. And that's possible. I have no idea. I'm staying here no matter what. You could demote me to eighth string, and I'm going to stay here. I love this place. I want to be here. My girlfriend, my whatever, fill in the blank. But if you do that, the flip side of that is he if he wants to play quarterback and a person who is younger than him, and Jackson is younger than Luke by know, seven, eight months, about, yeah, Seven, eight, seven and a half, eight months. If that's the case, you you have to start thinking about your future, and that includes how many games you play this year. Because I do think I I expect that's one thing. I, I I'm almost talking myself out of it. The more we're going through it, I think if I hadn't just bet somewhere, and again we could be wrong in three hours here before most people listen to this podcast. Well, yeah, I, I think Lane's just not going to name one. My gut says he just plays, guys. That's be my guess. I, again, I could be completely wrong. I have not uh, discussed this with anyone. No clue. I, I'm, the depth chart is going to get released at 1145. It's going to either have an or on it or it's not. And so um, we'll discuss that at the point. But if you made me guess, if you just came down and said put odds on it, I would guess that it will say or. Is there anything? Because look. Rotations matter. Depth charts don't matter. I mean, all all the jokes aside, we've made that clear, and you guys understand that. Well, like at what, cornerback, for example. Yes. Uh, DeAndre Prince, Davison Igbonison, and uh, Miles Battle are all going to play an absolute ton at yes. corner. So, does it really matter which two take the very first snap? No. I mean, not really. They're going to play a bunch of guys at safety. Now, A.J. Finley's going to play a ton, and then other guys are going to play a good bit. Troy Brown's going to play a lot. Austin Keyes is going to play a lot. Um, I think it's safe to say J.J. Pegues is going to be named a starter today. Yes. Um, Tavius Robinson, Cedric Johnson are going to be starters today. Are they going to play other defensive linemen? They are. They're going to play them a bunch. They've got, they know the importance of rotating. But for whatever reason, at quarterback, and it's not for whatever reason, it's legitimate, Lane Kiffin has said, in an ideal world, you play one quarterback. Is there any clue at all? Because it's the inverse of what we're talking about right now. Is there any clue at all in offensive line rotation in what this thing says today? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think I know what's coming. I think Jeremy James is going to be the starting right tackle, and Jaden Williams is going to be the starting left tackle, and then uh, Eli Acker is going to be the starting right guard, Nick Broker is going to be the starting left guard, and Caleb Warren is going to be the starting center. I won't be surprised if they list Mason Brooks as the backup in two or even three places. 
or if they just don't do all or they that. use a bunch of oars or they use a bunch of oars or they just put a backup line on paper that look they're not hostage to it you can make a list on paper but if something happens in the first quarter on saturday you don't have to go hey what did we tell the media we were doing on this yeah, uh, yeah. James can't play right tackle because we didn't write that down. Yeah, no, so. he, we can't do that until we fix this chart. That he can do it next week. We can fix it on Monday, yeah. and then and that we're never going to fix again. Because sports information will take the depth chart to the coaches, and they'll look at it and go, "Yeah, whatever." That's how that works. So I don't know. I get why everybody gets excited about depth charts. I also understand the reality of depth charts, like the running back depth chart uh, is going to have oars. It's, and and it's, they're all going to play. I bet they list all four of them. It's going to be and, or, and then or. Yeah, I think Zach Evans will be listed as a starter. And then they'll list the other Judkins three as ors. Because all, they're all going to play. Um, lots of content coming to you in terms of shows this week. I mean, tons. I've been setting up content. On um, in our admin, and it is a lot there. By the way, your your baseball piece. Okay, I promise. Really well, needs, I'll make it go away. It just it's it, <laughs> boy. I mean, it, it's danger zone now. I mean, <laughs> I'm just telling you. When there was like one item, I was like, oh, "That's cool, whatever." Now there's like eight. No, you probably okay, probably needs enough. to All probably right. need to go get that. All right. Um, we've got uh. The Mason Brooks, I taped with Mason Brooks yesterday. That should be up at some point today. I taped uh, episode one of the Davis and McMonison show brought to you by the College Corner. That should come up uh, today, maybe tomorrow. We've got to build some graphics and things. Taping with Troy Brown later today. Um, Siski and I tape later today. Uh, we'll have the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. We're taping that late tomorrow. That'll come to you probably Thursday. Tons of material. Tons. If you if you like hardcore football, we'll give you that. If you like silliness, we'll give you that. And we'll give you a little bit of everything in between. But three player shows this year, which is going to be an adventure. As long as we can get taped on Sunday on a couple All of good. them, we're good. It's it's the getting get an into offensive the, lineman. You get a linebacker. Yeah. You get a corner. It's getting into Tuesday where you haven't taped yet that becomes problematic. But yet, so far yesterday we're two for two. It's a deal where, and we, we've written about this, frankly, with individual stories at early in camp and just throughout the process of, of the course of camp in the last couple of weeks. There has been as much fellow player praise on Davison. About as much as I can remember from most any player that's not a quarterback over the course of me covering college football. I mean, it's and not not the directed stuff like you get in these press conferences where you ask guys, "Hey, so what do you think about so and so?" Think what? Oh, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. that guy blows. I beat him. Tell every me day. about the guys playing behind you. Yeah. What, what, what do you want me to say? Well, they're behind. They're me. behind me, and they suck. Yeah. I'm better than them. But just hey, what do you think? And they all go, "Oh, Davison, that cat, like." He stuck out to his his fellow teammates where they went, no, no, okay, that oh, that yeah. guy's real. Well, when we were out on the field, you could see it. I mean, he – two freshmen really jumped off the page. Uh, true freshmen, mm-hmm. Judkins and, yes. and Igbonison. Yeah. They looked like upperclassmen out there. Yeah, I mean, they looked special. Well, I mean, look, it was one hell of a – it's been – I mean, in all seriousness, we don't – you know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff and hyper, hyperbole and cliche. 
it was one hell of kind of a battle between Battle and Nick Bonison. I mean, that was that was two really good corners there, yeah. a young guy and an older guy that's still yeah. that's still somewhat learning the position. I mean, Miles is not a seasoned vet over there still. He's just no. he's, he's hellaciously athletic. Yeah, Miles is. This is kind of his first season to be a full time corner, so he's still learning the learning the spot. I mean, Prince is the one that had the phenomenal camp for veterans. Miles just gives you that big body. That's he can run well. He's smart. He's hard to beat. I think Miles is going to play in the NFL. I've been saying that for a while. McBonison is the guy that if this is his launching pad, right? I mean, if he's not just a, if this is actually what this looks like, yeah. Yeah, if this is where he takes off from here and grows from here, he's got a chance to be. I'm not an Ole Miss historian. I'm trying to think in my mind since I've been on the beat. Is there a corner that has his potential? Marche Green was damn good. No, I mean, they've had some good corners, but we're talking. Who else are we talking about? I mean, we're probably talking about the best pure athlete corner since Ken Lucas. Yeah, and that was before my time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was trying to think. Unless I, I'm forgetting somebody, which I could be. I was. I've been on the beat since '08. I mean, Golson was a really good corner, but he was small. Yeah. Um, he was freakishly athletic. He and, was, and, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was an elite. But he had to make up for a height. This he year. was an elite player. That A and M game, Mike Evans caught the ball over him because right. of his height. Right. Mike Evans was an elite player too, and yeah. in that case, his size was a detriment. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there somebody else that's played corner here that's been like a page turner? Like I said, when I first got here, Marche Green was here, and he was really good. Converted wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, Marche played corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the other kid that played corner? He was from Memphis. Cassius. Cassius Vaughn. Could run. Yeah. Like, Chris Vaughn loved him, but there was a lot of, like, he had to overcome some confidence issues, which you never want at corner. I just can't – I can't think of anybody else that's like – what What he has, what Davison has, is all of that athletic ability – and size. He can get physical in a way that maybe Marche Green or, or Sinquez Golson couldn't. No, I'm not saying they weren't physical players. They were, but if you're guarding a six foot three, if you're Traylon Burks last year, if you had a small corner on him, he won. Because he's a very athletic guy and he's sure. big, big body, strong. Davison McBonison gives you the type of guy that can guard a receiver like that. Like you see him go against Malik Heath, who's big, has a big body, knows how to use it, and you're like, okay, I, this guy's got elite upside. Yeah, he can run with him, he can jump with him, he can he can handle some press off the line and not be bowled over. There's 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 stuff there all the way. Yeah, around. it's all there, and and there's not the pressure on him to come out and cut the field in half right away because they have a couple of other corners, which gets us back into the depth chart thing, which is why don't go, don't take a depth chart. I know you're going to anyway. But he's also a freshman. He's going to make mistakes. He's, he's not going to be Carolina Panthers Ken Lucas today. He's Calm 18. Down. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him yesterday. Great kid. First time I've ever had an extended conversation with him. But he's gonna gonna take a minute. So a show that came together in normally these shows take time to come together. That one did not. This one came together in less than forty eight hours and would have gotten done quicker, except he had to have his wisdom teeth out on Friday. How long was he out? He was already off his meds yesterday. Was he really? Yeah. So he's good. 
So as long as he avoids like some dry socket or something, he's probably all right. Yeah, I just think about dry sockets. And you did. You kind of reacted mm-hmm. when I said the word. Like, I hated that damn thing. I did everything like they told me to do, and I still got a dry socket really? on the one side. Yeah, and it hurt like hell. They do hurt. They do hurt. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna go to uh, Barry McKnight from Troy in a uh, in a couple minutes. Then we'll come back. We're gonna do lines and football, but that way I'm not having to look at the clock and make sure we get our interview in. So we'll go to him here uh, after the break. Break where I tell you about Northeast Spark, any SPARC. They got the Ignite package. That's the 100 Mbps with the Blaze, the one gig, the powers, the Clark Ford Studio. Uh, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's indiespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender if you need it, but you probably want, won't. So, uh, again, call the office, 662-238-3159. I mentioned the Davison Igbonison show. It is presented by the College Corner. It'll be it'll be to you guys by Tuesday or Wednesday. It's uh, The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. I taped uh, the Mason Brooks show yesterday. It should be to you today. That show's presented by The Rogue, your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items for Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, and so much more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. I'll be taping the Troy Brown Show later today. That show brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Our friends at Blue Delta are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band on Friday, October the 14th, for the Square Jams After Party. Come out to support the Rebels on Friday night on the Oxford Square and Saturday against Auburn in the vault. And between, you can join the folks from Blue Delta at the Lyric with the world's most powerful 90s country party band. Ticket packages are on sale now. Some tickets include jeans, some don't, but all include admission to the concert and an open bar. To book, to book, I should say, just DM Blue Delta on their socials or visit bluedeltajeans.com slash afterparty. And we'll see you there. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock Auctions start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app and rename your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it. And I'll have uh, what he said, what he meant later today. Might even be early this evening, but it's coming today. And that's brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you looking to diversify? Are you looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule? MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ledecky guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, your boss, your pay, if you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Still time to get your tailgate packages ordered for this weekend. 
as it, uh, it's time to be in the grove. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on how many ever uh, people are at your tent, at your tailgate, everything from uh, large specialty trays. They've got the artisanal. That's their local cheeses they make in-house every single day, the grazing or the charcuterie, which is my favorite, the assorted sandwich trays, the fruit trays with cheesecake dip. That's always a favorite. Fritite, assorted cookies and brownies, whatever you need, you get there with Johnston Hill Creamery. Again, 662-419-9201, or you can email them what you'd like at cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Now on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, we're going to Troy, uh, voice of the Troy Trojans, that is Barry McKnight, to talk about Ole Miss's week one opponent, Troy. Barry McKnight is the uh, longtime voice of the Troy Trojans. He's also a host on a radio show that I appear on every, every so often, mm-hmm. MSP, 7.40 a.m. there in Montgomery, Alabama, kind enough to join us here on Game Week as Troy and Ole Miss get ready to square off on Saturday afternoon at 3 at Vault Hemingway. Barry, how are you? I'm doing well. Game Week is upon us and uh, a new regime, a new head coach, a new kind of energy. And, well, you come right out of the gate. You want to you wanna get a little barometer of where things stand with this program? This is it. It's here. So we'll see. So a guy that people in Oxford are very familiar with and, frankly, uh, quite fond of, John Summerall, is the, uh, the new head coach at Troy after a successful stint at Kentucky after he left Ole Miss. Um, I've known John for a while. I know you, you have, too. Uh, I anticipate, I think I told you this on your show the other day, I, I think John's going to be a Power 5 head coach uh, in, in the probably not too terribly distant future, which means I think he's going to be successful at Troy. What are, What's the... I guess the thought of, of the Troy people about John, I know he was a guy that they had targeted for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He had been uh, Neil Brown's assistant head coach uh, way back when Neil first took the job. Um, and those were some really hyper-successful years, and John's imprint was all over it. Neil was the offensive guy. John was the defensive guy. And the things, you and I have talked about this, like you said, the things that impressed you when he was in Oxford are the things that have impressed me as well. He's a player's coach. He's highly ethical and highly disciplined. He's also really honest with, with, the, uh, with the players. They know where they stand, which is so important these days. But, but he is a big planner. He, he, everything he does is purposeful. He doesn't do anything thing just off the top of his head and the plans that he came uh, to Troy with in the in the interview process uh, and it's the second time he has interviewed for that job he interviewed for it three years ago uh, are really what kind of set him apart you know he does have a Troy background he also has an SEC background he also has a coordinator background all of which is really important in the hiring process at Troy but it was the it was his ability to plan his his ability to tailor his vision to what Troy is and what his familiar familiarity with Troy is and has been and can be again that I think impressed everybody and now now that he's gotten the job it's his ability to um, to communicate that to his players uh, that it's it's more than just them you know they're committed to doing everything they can as a staff to uh, to make sure the players are successful, but ultimately uh, he's bought, he's gotten them to buy into the vision of what this program can be, what a small um, group of five school in a small town in rural Alabama can actually do to help you get better and achieve your goals. It's not just the vision, but it's the ability to communicate that vision that I think everybody has really, really, it's resonated with them. It's obviously in a state that's dominated by Alabama and Auburn, of course, and that's never going to change. But South Alabama's built a really good program down there with Ken Womack and 
Uh, you've got uh, UAB having some success. How has all of that around um, Troy sort of changed, I guess, maybe the, the, the approach that someone has to take to win there? Well, you have to, again, be able to express the niche. You know, Troy is never going to beat Alabama for a recruit or beat Auburn for a recruit or overwhelm Auburn or Alabama in terms of fan. But what you want to have is your fair share. That's something Larry Blakeney always talked about. We're not looking to overtake those programs, but we do want our fair share. Troy has a different dynamic to sell than certainly any program in the state of Alabama and not many programs around the southeast. Troy is the second smallest community to host an institution that plays Division I-A football in the country. Only West Point, New York, is smaller. So what you have is you have a tightly knit group. The people who are in Troy are invested in Troy football. They, they, this, is, this is a big deal around here and around the area. Uh, you have a chance to get a top-quality education, to play top-flight football, and, I mean, you can get in trouble in Troy, but you really have to look for it. Uh, you know, it, you, you go to class, you play football, the fans absolutely adore it. And we, as you know, Neil, we are in a terrific area for talent. And we are about 40 miles away from the Georgia line from southwest Georgia. We're about 60 miles north of the panhandle of Florida, and we're here in what's called a wiregrass of southeastern Alabama where there's terrific talent. So truly, you can cast a net really upwards towards Atlanta and a big circle around, and there's every bit of talent that you need to have a, a big program, a successful program. So you have to know your niche. You have to understand what Troy is and why it might um, why it might be appealing to some people, and you sell that. It's something that Auburn can't offer, Alabama can't offer, South Alabama, UAB. It's uniquely Troy, and they try to um, exploit that to the hilt. So tell me about this team. I know there's been a lot of attention on the quarterback position, kind of an ongoing battle there with some guys that they've brought in, mm -hmm. some of them kind of at the last minute. Uh, what do you anticipate from this Troy team as it gets ready to head to Ole Miss Saturday? Specifically to Ole Miss, I, I think what you want, and, and first of all, the particulars, the the quarterbacks who really have a realistic chance at the job, there's three. One of them is Gunnar Watson, who has started 16 games um, here and there in his career. Uh, another one is a guy named Peter Costelli, who's a redshirt freshman from Redondo Beach, California, a former four-star who spent a year at Utah. And the new guy who literally by game time uh, will have been on the Troy campus almost two weeks. His name is Jared Dagey. Uh, he is the current active leader in the NCAA in passing yardage, uh, in career passing yardage. He's thrown for 70-something touchdowns, but he's only been on campus really since the end of fall camp. It's not really realistic to expect him that he's going to come in and he's going to win the job. So my suspicion, none of this is official, my suspicion is that Sumrall is going to be looking for somebody against a really good, talented Ole Miss team on the road who's not going to get you beat, who's who's going to give you at least a chance. And, and I, if Ole Miss beats Troy, that's fine, but you want to be committed to Troy not beating Troy. And it might be Gunnar Watson who gives them that best chance right there. So if I, you know, if I was a handicapper, I would, I would bet on Gunnar. And, you know, he's played in big venues like this before. Daigie certainly figures in it at some point, I would imagine, during the season, but just not the first game at Ole Miss um, with a brand-new coaching staff and a brand-new offense. Yeah, and with his brother, Seth, on the on the staff mm -hmm. as an analyst, which is interesting. I mean, that's certainly just a minor part of it, but it's interesting nonetheless. 
Obviously, yes. John is known as a guy that's, like you said, he's hard-nosed, very disciplined, uh, very fundamentally sound defensively as a coach. Has he had enough time to put that stamp on on this Troy defense just yet? I think so. I, I think so. And it's not difficult to do. I remember, you know, um, way back when reading about Ted Williams, whenever uh, Joe McCarthy was his manager and McCarthy says, how are you going to get along with a guy like Williams? He says, man, if I can't get along with a 400 hitter, that's my fault. He's going to have a good defense. He He's going to be able to put them in a position because this is a tremendously talented defense. If, if, if he if he can't get this group of guys to play defense, then that's on him because this is very likely the best deepest Troy defense that um, that I've ever seen, and I've been here now 21 years. Uh, they all can run. They've got maybe the most unsung defensive player in the country and a guy named Carlton Marshall, who's a linebacker from down in Mobile. Uh, if he gets 104 tackles this year, he'll be the all-time leading tackler in the history of college football. Uh, he has been really productive. Uh, I've got an Auburn transfer that I suspect Ole Miss fans will hear a lot from uh, on Saturday afternoon named Richard Gibbonor. He plays um, a, a rush and a bandit style with another guy named Javon Solomon. Really good in the secondary. Very solid along the defensive front as a whole. There's a uh, They're undersized but really quick and they understand leverage. So he's put his stamp on this defense but really what he's done as much as anything else is just make sure that the right players are in the right position with the right mindset it's not it's not necessarily he's going to out scheme Ole Miss to be effective defensively he's just got a lot of really good defensive players we've talked about this a lot on uh, our show I guess leading up this summer we kind of talk about different leagues I love the Sun Belt I think the Sun Belt's kind of fun I mean you know no one's ever going to confuse it for the Big Ten or the SEC or anything, but there are some real rivalries. They're really good players, and there's markets like the one you're talking about at Troy and at um, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, where, believe it or not, a lot of those people are not LSU fans. They're, they're <laughs> ULL fans. You've got the Coastal Carolina. You've got some markets that are really kind of fun, some good teams. Where do you sort of see Troy stacking up in the Sun Belt over the course of the season? I, th I think Troy's, would, to be quite honest, to, to pat ourselves on the back, has been one of the blueprint programs in that league. We first came into the Sun Belt in 2006, and we won the first five Sun Belt titles when we got to the league. And I think we provided a blueprint there because, um, you know, we could have played somebody in the league back then, and we knew that we didn't have to play necessarily our best in order to win the game. Well, you can't do that anymore. A lot of the programs that you've mentioned, and certainly with the addition of several, including Southern Miss and Marshall this year, James Madison, certainly, these are programs that have understood now that you've got to invest in the programs. The facilities for a group of five league are outstanding. The crowd, the fan support is better. And one of the things that the Sun Belt has done to really kind of build themselves is they haven't necessarily looked at markets, you know, television networks, look at markets this market that what they're looking at is footprints and the footprint at Appalachian State is strong at Troy is strong at Southern Miss and and Louisiana those are strong footprints the fan support is really outstanding Troy was close for the last three years under Chip Lindsay the, the COVID year really hit us hard uh, last year you know there were some injuries and we were just close in a few just close enough to lose a few of those games. So Troy's not far off. Right now, they're picked third preseason in the West behind um, Louisiana and South Alabama. I think that's probably about right. But, um, you know, I do believe that 
since spring when Coach Sumrall and that staff really started actually to bring in a lot of talent. The, the roster it, after spring looks markedly different than the roster that he inherited. If he continues that upward trend, I, I certainly think Troy's a bowl team this year, maybe you know, nine, ten wins this year, but the future's really, really bright. Right now they're recruiting their heads off. Um, it's, a, it's a talented team anyway that just needs a push and with some more talent over the next couple of years, I agree with you about Coach Sumrall. He is, he is um, the vision and the work ethic is going to get Troy to where Troy is used to being. Let me ask you this, Barry. I'm curious. You get up every morning and do a, an, an early morning radio show, which means that you've got to do a lot of research to be ready to go in the morning. Um, when you look at Ole Miss just as a program uh, from, I guess, 30,000 feet there in Montgomery, what, what do you see with Lane Kiffin and his program? Well, what you see, what I see, what we're certainly preparing for is a, a challenge um, for him to get all these disparate elements that are coming together through the transfer portal and the losses they've had um, personnel-wise, to get all of them together. There's no question he is a great scheme coach. He's a great ex. He's a great play caller. Uh, there's no question he's an outstanding recruiter and has got, you know, uh, a great pedigree. But what he is committed to, it seems like to us, is, you know, to get talent in through the transfer portal. I've always thought Ole Miss is a program that, that they, they've always been able to get quality athletes. And you can go through all the names, even um, even some of the, the names that people tend to forget, the Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, is the people like that. But they just, the struggle has been twofold. Number one is getting enough of them, you know, being too deep uh, to, um, you know, having the too deep strong enough to really, you know, consistently have that program where Ole Miss fans would like it to be. And number two, the other problem is they're in the toughest division in the history of college football. Yeah. So I do like uh, I do like him very much. I think he is the guy that's going to um, get them to that point. But the difficulty is going to be making sure they have the depth in order to realistically compete every week in the SEC West. They've had some great talent, uh, some great individual skill players, but what they they need is a lot more of them, and I think that's that's a possibility. Yeah, it's going to be one of the real interesting things Saturday and moving forward to see so many new faces and key roles and how they kind of play together and 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 that kind of thing. It's going to be really it's the storyline of that team. Lane talked about it last week. He said he, he was joking, but he said he gets up every day when he makes a list of things he's thankful for. The first thing is the transfer portal. I don't think he was being completely literal, but I think he is quite thankful for it because they're. This would have been a rebuilding year without right. the transfer portal. And with if it all works out with the portal, it probably won't be anything resembling a rebuilding year. They'll be a competitor. Well, what, what, the, what the people are asking me as the voice of the Trojans, hey, what's, what, what kind of a chance, what, what will give Troy the best chance to win this game? Well, a lot of it has to do with, again, really good talent. I mean, you know, you look at some of the names, Ulysses Bentley, and you look at uh, Zach Evans, and you look at the, the quarterbacks, um, you know, Dart, and uh, all these new faces. The hope for Troy is that, obviously, we're going to have to play nearly a perfect game. We're going to have to have some... Uh, epic performances out of some individual playmakers, but also the hope is that maybe these guys aren't all that gelled yet like they need to be, like they probably will be by the time October rolls around. They're playing with each other for the very first time. Maybe that gives a Troy, a Troy a chance. So I understand your point, and that's the perspective from over here is that Troy's best chance will come if some of these really talented players, especially the new ones who have come in of the transfer portal, are not totally familiar with their roles or with playing with the people that they're going to be playing with on their team. 
I appreciate your time. Before we go, I know that Monday morning, uh, you and I are recording this on Sunday afternoon. I know Monday morning you're going to be talking about what's going on at Auburn with Alan Green stepping down at, uh, as the AD. It's, it's always a program that has its share of internal chaos. I mean, that's, that's pretty well, um, pretty well chronicled. It happened last offseason, uh, and somehow Brian Harson survived it. But it's no secret that Brian Harson was Alan Green's guy. Mm-hmm. Now that Alan Green is gone, how does that change the uh, the temperature on the planes? Well, it, it loses his biggest ally. And, you know, for maybe some intents and purposes, it loses his only ally. Uh, that was the guy who dug Alan Green, who dug his heels in the dirt and said to the powers that be, by gosh, this is my coaching search. I'm the athletic director. I'm in charge of the program. That's what I've been led to believe is I'm the one running this program and I'm going to take control of this program. I'm going to take control of this department. I'm going to take control of this coaching search and I'm going to get that guy. Well, there are people out there who he was never the guy. It wasn't the guy back in February and he's never going to be the guy. And so Harson is so closely tied with Alan Green that now um, I, I think one of the reasons why he, he survived February was because of the staunch support and reassurance from Alan Green. Well, now that's gone. Um, he, is, he is alone twisting in the wind right now, and that, that's a shame because he's a terrific football coach, a terrific uh, human being. He certainly doesn't deserve this. Um, if the inevitable happens sooner rather than later, and he's cut loose at Auburn. Truly, truly, there are no winners in that situation. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn takes an absolute bath in terms of public perception. Again, they lose a good football coach, and they are probably out in midstream without a viable person who would take that job, uh, given the parameters around that. So I don't see a winner in the situation if the inevitable happens soon. Yeah, and I think you're right. I do think it's pretty inevitable, and and. You know that that is a, I covered Auburn as a beat writer for years. Mm-hmm. You you look at that job and it should be an elite job. And it, there has been times when it has been an elite job. They've competed for national championships. They've won national championships. But you look at it today. If you have chaos and you're a coach on the outside who's got a good job, and you look at what's going on at Alabama, what's going on with Georgia, mm-hmm. but like you said, the rest of the SEC West is just loaded with Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly, and the list goes on. And you say, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if I'm a coach at an established program and they're paying me well and giving me what I want, I don't know that I leave for Auburn at this point. You got, uh, they've given him basically a year and February, and now they're committed to getting rid of him. It's going to take a build. It's going to take a significant build in that job. And if I'm a coach, the question I'm asking is, are they going to be patient enough to let me build this program before they're looking for the next soup du jour candidate? You know, will I be given enough time to do what what I think needs to be done? Because it is a it is a bipolar bunch over there for sure. And that is a legitimate question to ask somebody. I'm not sure anybody is going to be able to legitimately reassure them that, Oh, yeah, we'll give you all the time you need. We're going to be patient. Patience is not a hallmark of the Auburn creed, I promise you. Not these days, anyway. That is an understatement of epic proportion. Listen, I appreciate your time very much on a Sunday. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday at uh, at Vaught Hemingway. Safe travels over, and we'll talk to you soon. I'll be looking for you. Thanks very much for the time, Neil. That was uh, Barry McKnight. We taped yesterday afternoon. Super guy. And when you talk to him, and he's on on the mic, you realize, 
Oh, I don't have a very good voice. <laughs> no, there are there are some lightning bolts from God that are radio voices that, that, that most people don't have, and occasionally you get guys like him, guys like Ben Ingram, where you go, oh, no, okay, yeah. We finished, and I said, hey, uh, Barry, would you do me one more favor? And he's like, sure. And I said, would you just pull out a phone book and start reading it? I'm going to record it for my... has a phenomenal voice. He has phenomenal enunciation, and he... Uh, I told Neil, I was like, I really need to listen to him call baseball games. I can just go to sleep and just let him do baseball, and I'll sit here and... Here's the 2-1 to Smith. Yeah, all good. Fine. <laughs> hey, care who wins? Just Troy, Middle Tennessee. Sounds good. Yes. All right. It's all, it's all fine. It's a drive into the gap and left. Smith rounds first. He'll jog into second with a double. Yeah. That'd be great. Ah, just nice and easy. Well, you don't have to yell. It's just baseball. It's in March. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. a double. It's a double. Smith pulls up into second with a double. That'll bring Clark to the plate. Clark's hitting 317 on the season. You're all good. Trojan's 3 1 here in the sixth. <sighs> one game back of Western Kentucky. I'm not going to belabor it now, but the deal at Auburn is interesting. With Alan Green out, it just takes the season that was already going to be somewhat chaotic and you uh -huh. just light the fire. I mean, the boiler is You're on. Going to do it. Might as well do it. Yeah. Auburn becomes one of the real interesting early season stories because it's now Brian Harson kind of against the world. And if they win a bunch of games, he kind of gets to start putting the fingers up. And if he doesn't, well, yeah, well, we start coaching search 101 down there in some, perhaps in September. So yeah, Auburn has a game in a minute. We're gonna go over lines. I'll discuss that for a few minutes. At that, it, it's it, it's fascinating after that move that happened on I guess Friday when the entire White family decided to blow up the Tigers for uh for that decision. I was I, I was basically waiting on Mike to put out his own tweet and uh and <laughs> criticism of Auburn at that point. So uh, we'll uh, we'll hit that. We at Georgia basketball <laughs> abhor what happened on the plains today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, podcast brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Several different flavors to choose from, six different ones straight from the bag. Your kids got activities, school's back in session. Let Prime Shrimp take care of a dinner for you. They'll ship it straight to your house. It's ready from frozen in less than 10 minutes. Restaurant quality shrimp, including their latest flavor. It's the lemon cracked pepper. It's a very versatile one. You can throw it on salads. You can mix it with uh, pasta, rice, veggies, whatever you like there. With, again, Prime Shrimp. And if you haven't tried it, now is a great time. $20 off your first order using code MPW with PrimeShrimp.com. I've been taking some uh, supplements from Solutions RX. Haven't felt this energized in a long time. That's probably part of it. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Pharmaceutical grade manufactured right here inside Mississippi. If you take diabetes medication, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, a lot of times those cause side effects, muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support. Puts those vitamins back into the body, helps with side effects, helps you stay more compliant, taking your medications, helps you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off of your first order. Uh, Holcomb Portable Buildings is at 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. At Holcomb, they custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, doors, and they make it happen. In-house financing is available. It's a free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb as well. 662 662- 226-2233 or go to HawkumBuildings.com. Uh, find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkum Portable Buildings. It's uh, game week, which means it's tailgating week. Seven South tailgating is the way to go if you're headed to the Grove this weekend or at any point this season. To lock in a tailgating package for this fall, you can visit their site, 7SouthTailgating.com. Submit a request. They're currently booking single game, multi-game, and full-service packages. They have availability for any and all services and game selections. 7 South offers tailgating packages for any budget, any party size, any number of games needed. 7 South Tailgating. Com. Also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Still have time to get your sock game in order for the weekend. DeadSoxy.com. Check out the Ole Miss themed socks. Go to uh, DeadSoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE. Get uh, 25% off of your order. And uh, don't forget Game Changer Patches. They've got, uh, I think it's a 40% off going on right now. That's up at rebelgrove.com. If you are a subscriber, check out that pinned thread. Uh, it's the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. It's used before while you drink. The warm-up patch is the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Again, GameChangerPatch.com. And we're brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a 
complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. It's ACSLLCMS.com or 662-601-4381. This podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Great time to... uh, Give therapy a try, maybe. We always talk about finding a friend to talk to, finding somebody in your family, but sometimes those people have preconceived notions. They have emotions that you need somebody who has a blank slate that you can just talk to and not worry about how that person is talking back to you. BetterHelp is a great option for that. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode sometimes, faced with a challenge in your life. When you learn to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling, and a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, make it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp. It's a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapists at any time. You can turn your video on or off right there in the comfort of your home. You can make it what you need it to be and find someone that can help you. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. That's betterhelp.com. You can use code MPW, that's betterhelp.com slash MPW to get 20% off your first month. Sorry, 10% off. Sorry, 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. I'm planning to call just to get some, uh, I'm going to need therapy on the Shohei Otani thing over the course of the fall. So I'll, You I'm, feel like that's building, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of coming up a little building, bit. It's kind building, so I'm probably going to have to talk to somebody about maintaining maintaining sanity. Scott Frost definitely needs it right now. He is. Yeah, he, 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 he's got one. We Somehow him talking about players vomiting is not the worst thing that's happened to him over the last 10 days. <laughs> Instead, it was what what happened there in Ireland. Because, I mean, look, Nebraska's got a, a pretty friendly media contingent. And even they're a little frustrated with uh, with Mr. Frost at this, uh, at this juncture. Uh, JG did a uh, brain drain Saturday night. Uh-huh. Just three hours. The Auburn people, they're ready for chaos. He had $1,000. Oh, after Green. Yeah, okay, after, sorry. He has, he, yeah, after after Green. Before they play a game, $1,000 in Super Chats. <laughs> yeah, chaos, chaos. They are kind of ready for battle, aren't they? Chaos it, sometimes is a good thing. Oh, look, yes, that's, that's very, very true. Uh, Tennessee is going to kick off the uh, non-Vanderbilt portion of the SEC schedule. That happens on Thursday, 6 o'clock for uh, that one. You're just going to gloss over that Vanderbilt blowout of Hawaii, aren't you? That, you they hate, play, they you hate do Clark Lee. Do they not have Lee. a week to a week You hate game? Clark Lee so Are much. Are they off this weekend? No, they play Elon. Oh, well, when I get to Elon, we'll right. talk about Vanderbilt Fair and Hawaii. I just want to make sure that Clark, with his hairstyle, gets the respect that he deserves. That's all I was trying to say. If they play Hawaii 12 times, they will go undefeated. They would. Hawaii sucks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it. I just saw the score. Well, I mean, our, yeah, we'll get there. Ball State, Tennessee. Huge one here. Ball State, Tennessee. Open at 27.5. That bad boy's up to 34.5 on the line here with the uh, the Vols. I, mm. There's nothing I despise more than these early weekend games and these lines over 30 because who the hell knows? Yeah, because I don't it, know anything about Ball State. Well, but um, Tennessee quits early fourth, then Ball State scores 10 points, and it blows the freaking game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's dumb. It's it's I'm. It's not a game I would ever put an actual dollar on that was real. There's no way. But, sure, Tennessee covers. Sounds good. I still know yet. I'm, I'm not, not you ready. You haven't made your mind make, up? I hadn't made that, my mind up on that one. Your best game of Thursday, West Virginia and Pittsburgh, I guess. Um, Pitt giving seven and a half to the Oh, that is a good game. Yeah. 
Thursday night will be a fun show because we'll have SEC, West well, Virginia, and Pitt. Because you get Missouri and Louisiana Tech too. I know you're going to get to that in a no, minute. No, you get South Carolina, UCF. Oh, no, South, is uh, that some South Carolina State? Who is that? Yeah, I don't think that South Carolina plays Georgia State. Oh, that's right. I don't know who this is. Okay, I don't know why. Don't He's try to that. don't try to get me confused and panicked. You are right. Yes, you also get a you. We also get a Big Ten game. I know uh, Penn State Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. No, I know. We need four. What are you doing on the TVs here? We're gonna be flipping channels. But what's what 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 gets priority at um let's say seven thirty when they're all going on? Well, I anticipate Tennessee will be a blowout, so we'll have moved on from that. The Big Ten game, I think, is gonna be on one of the TVs. And then maybe the Big Twelve game. Who's the Big Twelve well, game? West sorry, West Virginia oh, Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, are we are we really gonna choose Elijah Drinkwitz against La Tech? If there's a chance he loses? Well, yes. If the Bulldogs are in the game, then yes. I like Missouri. I like Gabe. I like people power Mizzou. But just for some reason, like, and I have nothing against Elijah Drinkwitz, but the thought of him losing to Louisiana Tech in a season opener makes me happy. Are we only picking SEC this week? Yeah, it's too many games otherwise. I, there was just there was a lot going on yesterday. So I was just trying to keep it. Because everyone plays and there's no conference games. Right. So just keep it simple. 14 of them. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's where you get toward the end and on Neil's pick, start going, yeah, it's a blowout. And just putting three words and going, okay, good. <laughs> tired of typing. Uh, all right. Yeah, Missouri, La Tech, Missouri 19 and a half over the Bulldogs. Is that, uh, is that current line? Sure. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be Tech's best team. Really? Who's their quarterback? I don't know. Yeah. I think Tech has seen better days. Really? Yeah. I think Tech made a mistake. They were spunky there for a little while. I think Tech made a mistake not getting into the Sun Belt. That would have been a, 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 a that would have rejuvenated them. I think in a in a lot so of ways. So they were one of the ones that stayed. Yeah they they were too good for the Sun Belt, which was a mistake. The Sun Belt has more money than Conference USA. I know it was a mistake. It was arrogance. Because if you can't get into the American, the Sun Belt is where you need to be. Yeah, and they would have rivalries immediately. And rivalries are good. All for those. The Sun Belt's Louisiana interesting. Lafayette, the Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Tech game would, would be good. Southern Miss. Uh, keep them. ULM, 30 minutes down the road. Yeah. that's Those are games you should – I mean, all jokes aside. I mean, Arkansas it's even State. not the worst thing when you – yeah, it's it's South Isle, Troy. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. And so for your fans, there becomes – Instead, you're playing Old Dominion or Marshall, or did Old Dominion leave? Who the uh, hell is in the? I think in, in Old the Dominion show? left. They left too. Yeah, but yeah, you're playing like Marshall and F I. I don't F Rice. Yeah, and as someone who grew up in Ruston, I can tell you, there's just no Rice no is not going to get them going. No one's getting excited about Rice unless you're talking about like Mahatma or Water Minute Maid or Water Water Maid or whatever it's called. And even then, yeah, I mean. Uh, Conference USA, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Western Kentucky, Florida International, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, Rice, UAB, UTSA, UTEP, and Charlotte. Yeah. It's a couple of those teams, they have to want out. and go, what the hell am I doing? Of course. Purdue is getting three and a half from Penn State. Weird line there in West Lafayette. It's in West Lafayette. I'm, I'm super interested in that game. I mean, make fun of the Big Ten all you want. Northwestern Nebraska was entertaining. Yes. So this this has a chance to be too. Purdue's Purdue's interesting because now they're not your blue collar. They're, they're going to sling it. Yeah, yeah. 
No, they, Jeff Brom throws it around. He's been a, he's had an interesting track. He's a good coach. Good coach. Yeah. Was really hot for a while, and then it kind of died. But he's making good coin at Purdue. He's safe there. Minnesota gets to be the uh, person that does the whipping child on New Mexico State this week. That's mm-hmm. also on uh, on Thursday night. Speaking Not of, watching that one. Speaking of Old Dominion, a little bit of upset alert. They're at home against Virginia Tech on yeah. Friday. A lot of people think that is an upset. Virginia Tech favored by eight and a half, but that's at Old Dominion this yeah. weekend. So just heads up there on that one. Um, also on Friday, two Big Ten games on Friday. Illinois and Indiana is uh, is on Friday. Yeah. Indiana minus three against Illinois. Already already on the plan. Light the grill, turn on the Indiana Big Ten. Indiana and Illinois. Yeah. That's about as least interesting as a Big Ten can, game can be that Hush. doesn't involve, involve Rutgers. Well, that's probably fair, but on a Friday night, I'm not getting mi- Brett and Tom, and kind of. It's a Friday night. I'm not missing anything. I'll light the grill, open a bottle, see what happens. And it would take a lot for TCU Colorado to get your attention. Yeah, I, I don't know that it could. But the Big Ten game, sure, I'm turning it on. You were you were out back yesterday. Yeah. See how that would be appealing on a that's fine. pleasant Friday evening. Eleven o'clock Saturday morning, Texas A and M plays Sam Houston State. Okay, cool. Whatever. Haynes King gets the quarterback Sam Houston job, as we expected. Was that who got popped on Saturday? Did Sam Houston lose? I don't know. Who did Jackson – no, they played uh, Stephen F. Austin. I apologize. Jacksonville State played Stephen F. Austin, yeah. not Sam Houston. Um, Boston College minus seven against Rutgers while we're doing Big Ten games. NC mm. State opens up their campaign at, in Greenville, North Carolina, at East Carolina on Saturday. Minus 11 on that. Yeah. That feels low. Feels a little low. NC State should be really good. That'll be a that'll be a big game for East Carolina, though, getting them at their place. The really big game in that state that is on the road is North Carolina's at Appalachian on Saturday. Ooh. Now, that's interesting. That's got a chance. What's the line on that? Uh, so, it opened at four. Pick them. Yeah. They've got Pickham on Appalachian and North Carolina. The heels were not exactly impressive against a depleted FAMU team. Yeah, it was a FAMU team that, if anybody was under a rock, half their damn roster, including basically every offensive lineman, was ineligible. They still came and played. Friday at noon, it was questionable whether they were even going to make the trip. Their entire athletic department has one compliance officer and one academic advisor, and it showed. Yeah. On Friday. Because the coach, Willie Simmons, who I think is a pretty damn good coach, he – Kind of said, yeah, look, it's on the players at the end of the day, but eh, it didn't yeah. really get any help. It was kind of like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of half-heartedly saying it's their fault. I kind of want to say, hey, uh, can I give you a few drinks and then let's just see what comes let's out. Let's just see this, what. Let's just do this interview in a couple hours. Yeah. So, yeah, pick them now on uh, on North Carolina and Appalachian. Big game for Phil Longo and his offense against the against the Moon Boys on, on Saturday. That's one that's going to catch my attention on Saturday yeah, morning. For sure. I'm actually I'm I'm in on that one. So far, that's the 11 o'clock game that I would that I would watch. Not Colorado State in Michigan or Buffalo in Maryland. No, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, not UCLA in Bowling Green. Cincinnati, Arkansas, two thirty. In that's Fayetteville, certainly, certainly an interesting a, game. A Cincinnati team is trying to replace uh, Gardner, trying to replace Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. It's an int- Arkansas with a really hard non-conference. They've got BYU and Cincinnati on the and schedule. Liberty. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting slate for the Hogs. 
six the line on this one. Yeah, feels like a an Arkansas layum. That's what I think. Cincinnati without Ritter and without Gardner, that's 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 really substantial for a team that is not yet in a Power Five league. Arkansas is another team, much like Ole Miss, that you're really watching to see how together they are early in the season. A lot of um, transfer portal guys being asked to play big roles. The issue that Arkansas has, and I think this is a big issue to have in the SEC, maybe not against Cincinnati, maybe, we'll see, Cincinnati's a good team, Arkansas has got some real question marks on the interior of its defensive line. I think if they had those question marks answered, they would feel really good about everything else because there's been a lot of talk about uh, Traylon Burks, but They've had two or three guys in their preseason really step up at receiver, and they have liked what they've seen out of uh, K.J. Jefferson, a third-year starter. They've got running backs, and they're very good up front. But it's that defensive line. And in this league, if defensive line's an issue, That's an issue. you have an issue. Now, will that bite them on Saturday against Cincinnati at home? I don't know. When your defensive line is an issue, it means you don't get as much pressure. It means your corners and your safeties have to defend longer. It means your linebackers aren't free to go make tackles and roam gaps. And all. It affects and You give everything. up those sustained drives that keeps your offense off the field. And, and the for all the knocks on Jefferson, where Jefferson is a threat in against teams is that the longer that game goes on, remember the Ole Miss game last year, the longer that game goes on, the harder it is to kind of control him and bring him down because he is a – Big boy. He's a load. He is a load, and he will wear you out. This one, I just don't know. We're obviously all going to watch, at least until the Ole Miss game kicks off. 2.30, Oregon and Georgia. Oh, for sure. For sure. 17. It's It's begging you to take the Ducks. It is begging you to take the Ducks. It's Bo Nix at quarterback for Oregon. It's Dan Lanning in his first game. There's a lot of firsts, and you're going up against this Georgia team that – is super talented. And people keep doing this about Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, we talked Stetson Bennett down. He, look, I'm going to do this again. You're not asking people, go, he's never going to play in the NFL. Well, no one's asking him to play in the NFL. He's not playing against the, the Steelers Saturday, Saturday. He's playing against Oregon. You're not asking him to be an NFL quarterback. You're asking him to manage a game like he managed a bunch of games last year. They've got a lot of talent. That's on that team, but it's young talent. It's to some degree untested talent because they lost so many people to the NFL. Sure. Now they the, still got Jalen Carter back and still got dudes. Yeah, they're still really talented. And so there's a part of you that wonders, is this that trap line? Or is this is is this where you go, I'll just take Georgia and I'm going to lay points because Georgia blew out everybody they played last year. And they suffocate Oregon and they win 27-6 to six and we go, okay. Fine, well, because whatever. when was the last time the Pac-12 team rolled up against an SEC team and just flexed its muscles? UCLA LSU. Yeah, but that was turned out to be a precursor of things to come. Mm-hmm. I'm, it, it's it, it's an it's an automatic yes. Like that, that game is the most intriguing game of week one for me, just in general. Yeah. Because if Oregon's bad, well, suddenly Utah's got a really interesting you know path other than SC to going to the playoff basically. Because I really like Utah. Yeah, but if Oregon's bad, Utah Utah needs somebody else in the Pac-12 to be good because they need something that's going to be impressive on a resume. Still get in at twelve or thirteen and zero, right? 
I'm in a probably. Yeah. But you do wonder, like, no, well, you have no margin. But if the league sucks, and then let's say you get the two Big Ten, the two big SEC, that's all it would take. That's yeah. it. Or the the Big Twelve is a little better. One of those somebody teams goes two and zero against the other two. Somebody goes undefeated in the yeah. Big Twelve. That Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, yeah, group. Because there are going to be enough teams in the Big Twelve that are decent. Yeah, sure. That you'll have some strength of schedule stuff that that works in your favor. <clears throat> this game is only interesting because I think, barring some collapse, State will go four and zero in the non-league. Arizona sucks. They are an underdog at San Diego State on Saturday. Uh, six on that one. Open at ten, but it's down to six. So State plays Memphis and Arizona, but both those teams are down relative yeah. to their normal. They're never great, but normal. Normal what we expect from uh, from them. The uh, Brett Venables era opens up at home against UTEP on uh, on Saturday. And then here, not even a sneaky good game, just a good game. Houston at UT San Antonio on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Trailers boys, they're getting uh, they're getting four from Dana and the uh, the Cougars. No, that's a good game at home on Saturday. Two thirty start on on that one. Troy Ole Miss is up next. We'll get to that in a second. Before we do that, I'll tell you about G and M Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 two. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Fee prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. If you'd like to shift your prescriptions and your management over to GNM. It's just one call. They take care of the rest. So again, that is 662-236-2222. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth. Com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to go to if you want the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give John some parameters and a budget. He's going to give you options you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you're coming to town this weekend, stop by OPA. They have uh, euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a uh, mailbag to you on Wednesday that's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They're the sponsors of Neil's Picks for the second straight year. If you're uh, looking for a job, they've got all sorts of opportunities from entry-level positions to seasoned professionals. It's always free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential. So you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. 662-832-5138. Ask for Will, Sydney, or Kelsey, or visit their website, Service Specialist LTD.com. Ole Miss, Troy, 21 and a half. The line has stayed uh, pretty.
pretty pretty neutral most of the week. It has not bounced around much at all our last couple of weeks since it went live, I guess I would say. Um, and then the over-under up to 58 is where that is currently. Kind of like the under. 67% of the money on Ole Miss right now. Yeah. I, I'm leaning towards Ole Miss and laying the points. I think Ole Miss is going to be a really good team. Got Got some question marks, but I think most teams, all teams, have question marks. They've got a chance to be really good. I want to see what they look like at linebacker. That appears to be a, a worry. Certainly depth at linebacker is a concern. And I want to see how they manage the wide receivers. Yeah. They've got some dudes, but nobody's been the dude. Can you? Yeah. Which is interesting because what I – here's what I'm interested in. Lane has always – Lane Kiffin has always found him a guy. Derrick Henry, uh, Amari Cooper, Cooper, Elijah Moore, Matt Corral, and just ridden him. I don't mean that in a bad way. And the natural candidate for that at Ole Miss is Zach Evans because Zach Evans is a dude. I mean, he is a dude. But Zach has never finished the season. So do you have to be careful with how much – the usage. How much? Yeah. Do you? How much do you use him? How much do you ride him? Do you give him the ball thirty times in a game, or do you give him the ball sixteen, seventeen times in a game? Uh, you know, in an ideal world, I think you run the football and you take some pressure off your quarterbacks and um, stuff like that. But we'll see. I mean, that's not really been Zach's forte, and maybe it is. I mean, he, this is a money year for him. He's. NFL eligible after this season. He could go to the draft. A big year in the SEC, and and um, he's got the skill set to play in the league for a long time. So there's a lot there. He's he's one of, to me, if I were making like the list of five most interesting storylines, he's way up there. I, my guess is under 20 touches a game. Especially early. Yeah. I think so. Uh, and I think Lane would love to establish some different guys over the course of, you know, one thing you, assuming it's Dart, you, you really want Dart to spread the ball around, mm-hmm. to put some different looks on film. That I mean, make, frankly, I want to see how he uses the tight end reps because he continually gets on trig for not being in the right place, which will cause problems. They like Heath, but he's not there yet on pass pro at all. No. Very good receiver. Yeah. But no, no not there. He's, and he's a true freshman. So yeah. the, that's know. not a criticism toward a right. true freshman. Way to go, Chase. You're so damn negative. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Casey Kelly. He's solid. He's a solid player. At everything. And, and, and he's a pretty good route runner. He's a stable guy at the position. What Casey's never going to do, and I think Casey would admit this, he's never going to go out-athlete you at yeah. tight end. And so when he's in there, you kind of know generally what's coming, you know, with, with him. So – that limits you a little bit, I think. But we'll see. I mean, there's a lot there with Ole Miss that's that's really kind of fascinating. The yeah. linebacker play defensively, I just keep coming sure. back to it. I want to see what that looks like because it's much like we talked about Arkansas and defensive line. If you are weak at linebacker, and I'm not saying Ole Miss is. I said if you are weak at linebacker, that is a really difficult thing to overcome in this league. And a lot of the scuttlebutt is saying Frazier's going to kick. Punt, sorry. So yes. that's yes. what it is. After all the hubbub. USC 33.5 yeah. and Lincoln Riley's first game. They play the Rice Owls at the Coliseum. 
like their chances in that one. So. Yeah, I think the Trojans win. James Madison is giving six to Middle Tennessee. Well, he is old. James, been around for a I while. Mean, I mean, on the list of former presidents, yeah, it's been a minute. Florida Atlantic uh, was pretty impressive last week. They're at Ohio, giving four to the, the Bobcats. Whatever. Okay. Florida and Utah. This line opened at Utah minus uh, one and a half. I guess it's in Gainesville. Yes, that is correct. And Utah is now minus two and a half. If you actually think Utah is a playoff contender, they win this game. If Florida wins this game, then that's the most pretender thing in the world because Florida is not at the point of breaking the heart of a playoff team. Yes, if at the end of the day Saturday we look up and we're like, oh, Georgia kicked Oregon's ass, and yep, Florida beat Utah, I think they can take the (laughs) Pac-12 and just close the door. That's it. So y'all have fun. Yeah. Let us know when you play one of those late night games and somebody yeah. can't sleep. But yeah, yeah. So what happened? Well, Georgia won thirty eight to nine, and yeah, Florida, Florida. pulled that off. Damn yeah, this thing. Twenty seven, twenty three, Florida. You're like, that's it. <laughs> well, Lincoln, it's right here on the table. Feel free. And I, but I don't think they're, they're not ready. There wouldn't be enough. Yeah. So no, that's true. It's a huge day for the Pac twelve. Sure, they need. I mean, just huge. They need a good performance and a win. Yeah, not beating Georgia, but right. just play well and then beat Florida. You, you, you got to beat Florida right now because mm-hmm. that will say more about them than Florida. Yeah, because Florida is going to be a six and six, seven and five sort of team. So at the end of the season, you don't need an L to them. That would be devastating. Kentucky minus seventeen against Miami, Ohio. Sure, yeah, sure. Elon and Vanderbilt, the Phoenix headed to Nashville. Vanderbilt's going to face the undefeated Commodores. Sixty. They're going to be two and zero. Vandy two and zero, baby. They looked Look like out. raw hell in the first quarter yeah, on Saturday it's a four night. Four-quarter game. And then they got going. Some defensive big plays. Yes, sir. Touchdowns. I look, he's not going to go win a bunch of SEC games. I don't hate Mike Wright at quarterback. He no. does do some improv- improvisational things. Mm-hmm. It's pretty decent. He's okay. Clark's a good coach. They're they're doing everything that you possibly can do there. It's just so so, I so still hard. don't know that I changed my opinion after watching it, though, thinking they're going to win an elite game. The, the jump is just yeah, – I mean, I'm picking – They better beat Missouri. I'm picking it to be contrarian and cute. So, I'm just hoping – Well, again, the problem is you got probably one shot. It's Missouri. Probably. I'm not as sold. You're ready to think they might can beat South I'm Carolina. I'm not as sold on South Carolina as everybody else. I know Spencer Rattler and all that, but I, I'm just not ready to go there yet. I got the tight end, too. What's his name? I'm kidding. Yeah, the kid, yeah. From Oklahoma, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they're good, but I'm not as – they're going to have to – South Carolina's going to have to show me something before I jump on that. You don't think they're going to scare the Bulldogs next week? Well, they get Bulldogs in two weeks. They get Arkansas next week. Oh. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. They get Arkansas next week, and everybody goes, oh. But what happens if they get – I mean, what happens if they – Georgia State's going to scare them Saturday. If they beat Georgia State by 10 and go to Arkansas and lose by 10 and then lose by whatever to Georgia, at, at what point do we go, oh, okay, well, you know what? It turns out there was more to it than quarterback. It's going to take a minute. Baylor, Wisconsin, easy games in this one. Kansas State, easy game in week one. Tulane better enjoy being a 28-and-a-half point favorite because that's not going to happen very often. They uh, 28-and-a-half over UMass in New Oof. Orleans on Saturday. UMass and – hey, I, you know what? I, I don't know who they play. Maybe they're off. Maybe I'll see them in a second. Credit to Jim Mora and UConn. They played a really good game on Saturday against Utah State. Like, I, 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 I've expected Utah State to run them out of the building, and 
UConn has been just abysmal, but they were a pretty well-coached, well-played team on Saturday. They're not going to win games, but right. they were they were okay. I actually watched a good bit of Utah State and UConn on uh, on Saturday in, uh, in that one. Pretty good game here, Army and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina oh, yeah. minus two and a half at home against Army. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. That's actually a really good game. You like game. that one? Oh, it's a good game. No, yeah. no joke. Two good teams. Quarterback back for Coastal. His name yeah. is escaping me right now. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and then – it also it's advantage Chanticleers because you get to prepare all off season for Army versus doing it in week three. If you're right. going to do that crap, you want to do it for week one. Because Army is, I mean, pardon the pun, that is a well oiled machine. You know what you're getting. Yeah, it's no. Here's the other part of that: you can't simulate it. No. Well, There's no way to do scout team and no. run the triple option. No, because if your scout team's out there kicking your ass, then two things. One, you're in trouble, and two, maybe those guys need to be playing. Yeah. So they can't – Coastal Carolina scout team is not going to have anywhere near the speed or precision of running the triple option or the decision-making right. that Army will. Or the physicality and those chop box and – it's a scary game for Coastal. Oh, it's it's a scary game in general. Yeah, you don't that you don't want to deal with that crap. No one on that it. defense at the end of the day would go, "Oh, that was fun." Nope, that was not fun. You survived it, but it wasn't fun because physically they're going to be in in your legs all night, yeah, all day, yeah, and you're constantly thinking and looking and trying yeah. to figure that that crap out. Yeah, better win first down, or it will be a long day for you. Southern Miss getting three and a half from Hugh Freeze and Liberty. That's in Hattiesburg on Saturday. I would like to wish. Neil has never been more excited for uh, for a Southern Miss. Uh, I would be happy for Will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to the top or go Eagles or whatever, whatever. it is. They, whatever it is they say. <laughs> oh, speaking of Utah State, they struggle with UConn. They get to go to Tuscaloosa on Have Saturday. Fun. That line, by the way, has jumped seven points since Saturday. 40-something now? Yeah, it's 41 now. Oh, well, we locked in at 38.5, so congrats to us. It opened at 34. We actually screwed up. Yeah, it's 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 over over 41 now, depending on the book. And my rule on this is nine times out of ten, Alabama's going to cover these, and I just lay them. It's they don't cover the middle season one because he's mad at them and tries to yeah. do the weird crap. Yeah, he's playing mind games. But early, they typically blow people out. Okay. State giving 15.5 to Memphis on Saturday. My I'm laying them. Inclination is to lay the points. Yeah, I think so too. You, at the you, risk of people accusing me of hyping Mississippi State. I just don't think Memphis is going to be very good. You mentioned South Carolina minus 12 over Georgia State. That is an interesting game. Georgia State's a good team. Mm-hmm. In Columbia on that one. The other 17-point line is 17.5. It's Notre Dame at Ohio State. I, I don't know why, but I think I'm laying – Really? Yeah. I, I've spent all week, because I do like Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's not a bad program at all. They're a damn no. good program. Oh, no, they're really good. Just, but Ohio State's got a chance to be special. I just – that line's there for a reason, and I think that there is there is a, a purpose in that. North Texas got beat by Florida Atlantic on Saturday. They are getting 10.5 from SMU. That is in Denton on, yeah. uh, on Saturday. Texas giving 38 to ULM in Austin. For another year of Star- Steve Starkeesian and the Horns. Enjoy it. Bama's coming to town next week. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, have fun. I forgot we get Texas, Alabama next week. Yeah. You need Alabama to win that one like 49 to nothing, don't you? Like, oh, I think you're, that's you're, what we'll get. Nick's going to run it up on them. I mean, I don't know that they'll have any say so in the matter. Yeah. Like, is that, is that, I mean, 
Louisville giving four to Syracuse. And then your nightcaps, if you're just up and need more football, you get Boise State at Oregon State. Oregon State minus three against the Broncos. Okay, it's not a bad that's game a at game. all. Nine thirty start on that yeah, one. That's that's that's, a, that's intriguing. And then also at nine thirty, Kent State in Washington. Choose Boise State, Oregon yeah, State. Yeah, Boise State, Oregon State's a good game. It's a good game. Nine thirty. Yeah, you can, solid. You can decompress. And then on Sunday, you get Western Kentucky and Hawaii. God help us all. Western no, Kentucky minus sixteen. By the way, it's actually not a Sunday game. It starts at 11 p.m. on Saturday night. Okay. So that will run into Sunday. I will not wish. watch that. And then 6.30 on Sunday night, Florida State at LSU. LSU minus three on yeah. the Seminoles. Yeah. Laying. I think so. Florida State, they played Decane, but it was just kind of eh on Saturday. And then your Monday game to close the week, Clemson, Georgia Tech. Rebels opponent in a few weeks. Clemson minus 21 and a half in Atlanta on okay. Saturday. Georgia Tech is bad. So LSU Florida State should be entertaining. It is. Yeah. I agree with that. LSU's going with Jaden Daniels at quarterback. Mm-hmm. It is apparently not a very popular decision inside the building. That's really interesting. Something to watch for. We have multiple uh, days this week to talk about it. So we have plenty of other topics as the week goes on. We'll talk more NFL tomorrow probably too. And then uh, Katrina, 17 years ago today, made, oh. ra- made landfall. Wow. Real quick, want to tell you, uh, don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today and uh, get a uh, no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. Uh, Pinpoint sets itself apart with its ability to source off-market opportunities for its investor clients, which maximizes returns. They take pride in their attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all your commercial real estate needs, call BB at 601-934-5008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale, equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from Susan Walt, buy your first horse, compete at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for parties, office parties, get-togethers, that kind of thing. It's a Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. Hawaii won the Little League World Series. They outscored opponents 60-5 to during the event, including beating Curacao 13-3 to in the final yesterday. So T-minus how many days until we find out that the kids were 16? Uh, nothing but a bunch of Nanny Almontes probably, right? Is that what you're, is that what you're, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, they, I mean, uh, you just don't trust it anymore. I, I don't hate the event. I'm not going to be that guy that hates Hoosier and the Fields of Dreams and the Little League World Series. But... But... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I do get annoyed a little bit that we're playing the type of baseball with 9 and 10-year-olds that aren't leading off and playing as advanced as we do have right. for 
elite level, nine and ten year old baseball. Right. That is my or eleven and twelve or however old kids are. I guess eleven and twelve. I mean, that's that 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 I means not even a frustration. It's whatever. I don't care. But I do wonder sometimes how these teams would match up against the best teams that play a different baseball at that age group. They probably and maybe lose. we win. I don't know. But probably lose. Yeah, that was always my my wondering. It's is, back to what you started the com- the show by talking about. August is a difficult month. Yeah, like August is a weird month. Like for the TV people, it's like, what do we put on the TV? So you put things like the Little League World Series because why not? Yeah. Well, it's fine. I, I again, I'm not criticizing the yeah, event. Right, it's, it's cool. It's hard to hate little kids playing. Yeah, I'm good. Baseball. Yeah, we all still remember Big Al hitting dingers and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. It's fine. Yeah. But I just do wonder sometimes if they are the best little league programs in the in the country. Probably that is, not. That is my thing. Probably not. Curacao though finishing second in the world, being they're the same size as Springfield, Massachusetts. Got some, got some, got some dudes over got there. Some dudes though, yeah. So especially if, if their last name is Jones, you just draft them. <laughs> go, yeah, sure. Man, um, that kid supposedly Andrew's yeah. son is yeah. supposedly just an absolute beast. Yeah. So. All right, more NFL, more football tomorrow. And then in reaction to depth charts or what Lane Kiffin says today, we'll have that to you uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. Take care. Have a good day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.